who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. Each Monday, I bring you a brand new full-length episode covering something from a wide variety of topics. And then every Friday, come meet up with me again for a mini What's in the News episode so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on in the world. Check out Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And rage on. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm feeling loose. Are you feeling loose, Dale Driver? Uh, no, particularly taut, actually, I'm afraid. Why are you feeling taut? <laughs> I don't know, stress. Nah, well, this life is an stuff, hour. We life can, stuff going on. We mate. can just let all the stress go out the window That's and we can point. talk nonsense for an hour. Matt Jones, do you want to talk some nonsense? I do, I absolutely do. Good. I, we have got so much nonsense to talk about this week, mainly because we've got nothing big to talk about. We're just going to do one of those where we go around and talk about what we've been watching and playing, and it's mostly stuff that's at least weeks old, if not decades old. <laughs> so um, enjoy that. I'll I'll put a lot of blame onto myself. I, you won't find someone who loves Indiana Jones more than me. I haven't even found time to watch the new one yet, so maybe next week we'll talk about Indiana Jones. But, it's you and the combined yeah. cinema-going audience. Uh, but it's a shame. It's just the weather's been nice. It's I don't true. Know, it's it's hard to Next week, though. It's raining all week. I was going to say, it was raining all week, wasn't it? Well, today, like. though, look at the weather today. Today is beautiful. But yeah, for earlier in the week, it was, my garden was getting a lovely uh, lovely bit of yeah. food. I've got, I was thinking, uh, I've got foxes in my garden at the minute. They're, they're Ooh, sleeping out there. Have you noticed the substantial rise in fox activity mm. recently? In the last couple of years, there's so many. I do have so, a lot of they foxes. get so close to you. Yeah, I do have a lot of foxes raiding my bins every now and again. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I thought everywhere. because I live out in the sticks, I thought oh, that was more common. But in London, it's happening mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Oh, like last couple of years, though, like I can't walk home from the station at night without bumping into a fox. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're everywhere. Uh, good stuff. Right, should we? Now let's talk about some stuff. Um, I'll go first. Um, anyone heard of a game called Diablo Four? Uh, tell me about Diablo 4. I've been playing a lot this week. I think it's mainly because I've been... what well, We had Zelda and Final Fantasy, like two big games I felt like I needed to just... Not needed to play for work. One of them needed to play for work. The other... I just, you know, you I just wanted to click on stuff and run around. 
Yeah, I just want to play. I just want to have fun. This one, yeah, Diablo. I just want to switch my brain off, and that's exactly what I've been doing with Diablo. Just sticking on some podcasts, sticking on some music, and just absolutely crunching that's up it. some beasts I and demons. Qu- i got a question, because I don't know yeah. anything about Diablo. Well, I know the fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is it actually... And like people love it, right? But is it yeah. fun or is it just the loot? Is, is, is it is it the chase for the shiny thing and the bigger numbers? Constantly? It is. It's hard it is to that. divest the two from each other. Really. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're both. It does make you those little bits in your brain pop. Like it's by yeah. no means. Well, if you build your character right, it's by no means a challenging game. I'm playing as a necromancer, so I've got a little bone army with me, and basically, I've built this. Bone army skeletons is probably what you'd call that, wouldn't it? No, bone um, army's much better. Yeah. Um <laughs> I've just got this I've built this like lovely build which is all about exploding corpses. So I'm just like all my abilities are centered around every time I damage an enemy, like it basically tears flesh off them and creates little corpses and then I just have maxed out the exploding corpse skill so it just does Ooh. huge damage. So I just I spam R one as much as I want and just set off a chain reaction of about fifty corpse explosions and i'm just having a lovely time doing that i'm just i'm kind of mindlessly playing but that's joe that's the kind of thing i love about you know blizzard games is that a similar thing with overwatch like diablo and overwatch are actually quite very complicated like games with a lot of systems going on but i can just switch my brains off with those games and play them without knowing i'm doing them okay. <laughs> i don't know what it is um yeah they've got it's deep into my brain i'm I don't know how far through the story I'm. I'm, I'm most of the way through at three and I'm like level thirty-three. My character, I think. You, I think I've got. Well, I've got. Is it level fifty at max out? I'm not quite sure. Are you playing a hardcore yeah. character? Or? Oh, I'm just no, 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 no. I'm just on world tier one, taking it easy. No hardcore, just you know, just having a lovely time. Uh, just destroying the denizens of hell, really. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's just good fun, and I've got a lovely little character built up with like bone armor and a nice skeleton face what's their name i'm having a good time uh egg egg Hell yeah. okay. egg egg the necromancer from uh hell <laughs> is that assigned yeah. to you or do you have to come up with that name no i came up with it okay, i thought good. egg yeah i thought let's go silly with it an egg so it's quite funny when like all the dialogue options come up here just says egg necromancer <laughs> won't be the first it's not the first egg in fiction he won't be the last mate no no well you know can we you know, what is life about eggs? Does it exist? No. What's, what's the question? What's the most amount of eggs you've ever eaten? I, I don't really what? like eggs, yeah. so it's not a lot. Why are you talking about eggs so much then? What? You're, you're... Funny. Eggs are a funny word, isn't it? You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever had more than three eggs in one go, to be fair. No. So it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because like, the, the one time I do eat eggs is scrambled eggs, and I don't know how many eggs are going into like you know a like, you know a portion of scrambled eggs. Yeah, one or two probably. Yeah, and Depends I don't know how much that, milk though. you put in as well. Like, mm, yeah. I'd say two. I only ever get it. It's weird because two feels too little and three feels like too much. It's three mm. for an omelette for me. If I'm mm. making an omelette, I do three. Everything else yeah. is two eggs I use. Yeah. You ever uh, you ever go to a, a hotel and, and they've got an omelette bar but also a buffet? And you're like, an omelette would be a nicer thing to have, but it's buffet mm-hmm. time. I don't want to sit here and wait for a guy to make it. All-inclusive all yeah. restaurants is always an omelette in the morning for me because you watch them make it fresh in front of you and it's, still, it's better than all the stuff that's been <laughs> you sitting get, out. You're getting off on it. Yeah, yeah. love it. Um, <laughs> good, good egg chat, good egg chat. I do, do you know what? It's good stuff. This is gonna look. This is gonna be a rambling podcast, but you know what? 
Yeah, enjoy it. That's what I'm telling you. Gonna enjoy it. <laughs> um, Dale, what have you been doing? Uh, mostly old stuff. Um, I guess I'll just start with um, something recent. Um, I played a lot of, and I actually got the platinum for uh, AEW Fight Forever, which is a wow. uh, new wrestling game comp- looking to compete with uh, the WWE Monopoly on wrestling games for the last, I don't know, 20 years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, Do you think they've succeeded? Mm, I think this is very much the Assassin's Creed one of wrestling video games. And I think that I have... <laughs> in the, a guy's got a knife up his <laughs> yeah, wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think there's some like really good ideas. And also, it's surprising how fresh some ideas can feel when you've been playing WWE games every year for 15 years straight. And there's some things that popped up in this game that was like, I can't believe they've not done this in a WWE game before. And But I think... The fundamental ideas are there, but it's very light. Like, I got the platinum on it. That should tell you. Like, I didn't put that many hours into it. Like, it is a light game. And I think this is a great idea in principle, but it needs more time in the oven. And I think next year's offering, and potentially the year after, depending on how well it sells and if they keep doing it, I think could have the potential to really upset the trajectory of what the best wrestling games are out there. I'm not into these games. Like at mm-hmm. the moment, like is WWE's game better this year than that? Or? Yes. Uh, okay. So the latest WWE game was actually really good. Um, although it was, it was like a 10% improvement on the year before, which was the real one that made the mark, you know, okay. cause obviously they had the catastrophe in 2020. Then they came back They had a year after came back with 2022, which was the real like game changer. And then this 23 just kind of built on it a little bit, but it still makes it the best one. Um, Whereas this one, they've got for AW, they've gone for a completely different approach. Uh, there's a lot of the audience that really appreciate the 90s wrestling games that were on the Nintendo 64, specifically uh, No Mercy. And a, clearly, the people involved in AW or Ukes, who are the company who made those games anyway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because um, I was wondering who's making the WWE games now if Ukes are making this one. Uh, so it's 2K. Right. It's been sure. like visual concepts as well, I think. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Ukes are uh, making this, but they've also made it like those old games. And you can, like, Kenny Omega is a wrestler, famous wrestler, but he's also super involved in the gaming scenes and fighting game scenes. And he's talked publicly lots of times about how he loves those old 90s wrestling games. And it's clear from the moment you even look at it, let alone play it, that that's what they're going for. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in mo- mostly it kind of succeeds, uh, but there's a, there's a lot of rough edges. There's a, a season, a single player mode, which not exaggerating, you can finish in about forty minutes. Uh, like Ooh. it's, but that's it's a super short. Like, and it's, I think the ideas and principle are there, but everything just feels rushed. Like it's, it's yeah. just pushed out the door. It kind of is it a bit like twenty? Well, over twenty years ago now, when you know FIFA was obviously the big football game, and then Provo came along, and then in a th- like three years later, Provo was was the good football game. I th- like, can you see that happening here? Potentially, yes, because I think there's a, there's a similar comparison point, which was Pro Evo uh, back in those days. FIFA was it felt like it was more obsessed with um, the shiny objects and the trinkets and like the the pomp and circumstance whereas Pez was like we're just going to make the best game to play and mm. it's telling because FIFA eventually said okay we've got to do that too and we've got to catch mm. them and then over- eventually overtake them and AEW I would say has the potential to fe- to be the better playing game I don't think it's there right there but I can definitely see a pattern and you could argue that kind of mirrors 
the companies in real life as well. Like WWE is the spectacle, but AEW is about we're the better wrestling company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely feels like that's reflected in the games. I just think it's just a bit early days. I think, and I think give it another, like whatever they call the sequel, Fight Forever 2, let's just say, I think there could be a real contender on their hands then. Yeah, Fright Forever and Ever is what Ooh. they should call it. but yeah no if you like if you're interested in specifically if you're into 90s wrestling games and you watch AEW and know some of the wrestlers and you might know some of them from WWE days they've got some old boys in there like the big show and Christian and Chris Jericho Mm -hmm. Um, give it give it a whirl because you know there's a lot of fun to be had there specifically the thumbtacks I must say which is a weird thing if you don't like wrestling but I've never seen it in a wrestling game before where you can go and grab a bag of thumbtacks from the side of the ring and then you can spray them out in the ring that sounds and, uh, horrible. Yeah, but this happens in wrestling. <laughs> and, but then any move that you do with a wrestler, they will react like they've got, and then you'll see all the thumbtacks sticking in their bodies and bleeding. And for a wrestling nerd from like back in the day, that is, it was a really satisfying moment. And I couldn't believe it not been in a wrestling game before now. I watched well, the uh, I watched the video that WWE put out recently of. Uh, it was Mick Foley and The Undertaker watching back the Hell in a Cell match. Oh, yes, had. I need to watch that, yeah. It's really good, and they uh, they told a bit of a story that I'd never heard before where apparently Mick Foley, after the match, was like, because uh, he was so concussed by what happens to him during it, he was like, did we get to the thumbtacks? He like, didn't <laughs> remember that he'd done this like, amazing thing. That was that was a crazy match where you, when, he felt, when a tooth came out and it went up and came up through his nose yeah. as well. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> it's well, a different well, time. Well, you can't do that very, now. <laughs> very different time, yeah. I mean, probably for the best as well. Mm. Like, he probably took a lot of years off his life, yeah, to be fair. Totally. Uh, um, Matt, what, what's been taking years off your life? I've been playing quite a lot of new games. Uh, I've played four new games, but they're all just a little bit bitty. Um, so the first one, uh, which I think is just one of the funniest titles uh, that's ever been the, a title for a video game, is called Shadows of Doubt. Um, it's a detective sim, but it's all completely uh, procedurally generated. So you generate the city that this all takes place in and all the people that live there and their addresses and all of their connections to each other and all of their workplaces. And every day there's a murder that you have to solve based in that situation. So you break into the apartment of whoever's been killed because you're kind of working with the police, but also not. It's it's a little bit goofy on that. Like Batman. Uh, yeah, sure. But you're also like, <laughs> you still have to sign a form that you hand into City Hall. So you're like, you're not, uh, you're not a vigilante, but you're also not a cop. So, a bit like know, a Blade Runner. A kind bit, a of, one. yeah. Uh, and so you're like scanning the place for evidence. So like fingerprints or anything like that, or like address books. So like what connection people might have. But you're also scanning the like the victim too, so you're getting information about them so that you can rule out their fingerprints based on like tests or something like that. And you could like go down total rabbit holes that have nothing to do with solving the case. I once like I suspected that it might be the wife of the guy's uh the lover of the wife of the guy, because she'd had an email from this guy asking him not to leave her. And so I went to the guy's apartment and he was happy to let me in and like rummage around and see if I could try and find the murder weapon. It turns out wasn't him. Like, but I'd gone down a whole like rabbit hole of thinking like this. And what it actually was, I went back, I found somebody's fingerprint. I went back, I went to where they work and they've got a database with that. So that's how I solved that mystery. But mm-hmm. it being procedurally generated and big like that allowed me to have a story that like otherwise wouldn't have existed because you do, couldn't have written it. Do you feel like the procedural nature of it though has the possibility to um, 
damage it slightly as well. Like I just, I just feel like that could potentially end up in just some wacky nonsense that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, you'll never figure out like motives, for instance, right? Like yeah. that's kind of never something that you kind of you have to figure out because I think that'd be too complicated. Yeah, but you can. It, it always... So what's actually procedural? Is it is it just character names and locations and yeah, places totally. and stuff? And okay. where they work, uh, what their routines are, that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there, but there, there's probably like a bank of like twelve different motives or something. Yeah, maybe it's normally just been like. Um, well, you also don't just solve uh, murders too. You'll do like thefts, or okay. you'll have to you'll have to do like missing persons cases, or you'll need to steal something out of somebody else's apartment. But the main thing is, yeah, doing like detective work. Sounds interesting. Like, it sounds an interesting idea. But I think, yeah, I'm kind of with those. Like, I want my detective stories, my mysteries to be like, you know, written to like, yeah, yeah. yes, you know, like tailored to a T. But I'm, it's an intriguing. I might give it like, how long would you say like each like you know mission? You so can speak, do blasts? if you're really good. I think you could do it within ten minutes. You know, oh, each okay, case. That's sure. You kind of have to to like. If you leave it long enough, there'll be another case for you to solve, and you've only got so many slots for like ongoing uh, okay. cases that you can solve. What does the That's game look like? It's kind of pixely. It's oh, actually I knew you maybe were it's say that. yeah. It's maybe it's worst uh, factor. Is that I just it, had a look. It almost looks a little bit Minecraft. Yeah, but like more voxely than uh, yeah, yeah. Like it, people don't look great. Honestly, I do yeah. think it's its, it's its worst feature, but I do think that it's worth sticking around with uh, enough oh, to yeah. check it out. Shadows of Shadows Doubt. Shadows of Doubt. There we go. Very funny name. Doesn't lean on that hard enough. <laughs> I, um, I've been playing a little game called Final Fantasy IX. Hell Came yeah. out 20, over 20 years ago. <laughs> big game. Big game. Yeah. Uh, I was just fancying, I think we had big chats about Final Fantasy XVI, which I did enjoy. But like after that, I got a yearning for like just a turn-based RPG, yeah. something more classically RPG. Uh, and I've never played Final Fantasy IX, so I thought... I was erring between six and nine because I know those are two quite beloved ones, but I went for nine in the end. Um, I think I, I I'm mean, really I, liking it. I would I would sing the praise of nine. It's my favorite one. And, it's also um, my favorite one. You got the Final I, Fantasy Nine yeah. boys on the podcast. I'm also <laughs> concerned that by the end of this chat, I'm gonna want I'm gonna have to boot it up again and play it all again because it's not mm. a short game, and I no. don't know if I can. <laughs> I looked on how long to beat though. Uh, uh, Fine, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and it said like 30 hours, so it's not overly, you uh, know. maybe it seemed longer in my head when I was a kid. Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, and 10 were like 60 to 100 hour games, yeah. mm-hmm. but looking as an adult now, yeah, I've finished seven several, several times in like 20 25 hours, so maybe they're not yeah. as long as I always imagined them. No, maybe. and I'm just gonna, um, I'm not gonna mainline it, but I do want to kind of get through it. But like, let me guess who your favorite character is so far. Do I mean, like, I'm only like oh, five hours in. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, don't say you, it because I'll guess too. Okay, <laughs> but Vivi, right, is going to be your favourite character. I'm going to say it's Steiner. Oh, no, no, it is Vivi. Yeah, oh. It's Vivi. I knew Gaddy would Vivi straight away. Uh, Vivi's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm liking the whole cast. If I'm only, like I said, I'm only five hours in. I only just got to like Lindblom. Is that the city? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm, I'm just enjoying. So do that's the thing. I don't want to talk about. Final Fantasy 16 uh, again, really, but because uh, I do like it. But that is one thing I did miss from like that you do get in like Final Fantasy 7 stuff, which is just going to a place and it's actually you can actually just walk around and talk to people and like you feel like you're in a city. Whereas yeah. Final Fantasy 16, you're never in a place long enough to really ex- like you don't really get a sense of what these places are like. Yes, because um, like, it starts off in is it Alexandria? It starts off in and yeah, 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 you're in the slums and stuff, and then there's lots of meeting all the people on the grassroots level but then you obviously get to see the royalty aspect of it as well and um yeah, yeah like 
obviously right now you're appreciating the very high fantasy uh, mm -hmm. medieval elements of it um the second half of the game go goes it's oh, very weird it's final <laughs> fantasy isn't it it's gonna go off the rails even for yeah. final fantasy it goes a little yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but no i'm enjoying and i'm just i'm enjoying how simple it all is it's just mm -hmm. i go to vendors i you know buy it buy my stuff and i just go and do some quite simple turn-based battles i know it's got the uh a atv system yeah um yeah which you know Makes you have to be slightly engaged, but it's never like you know you're never panicking, are you? you never. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if it's the best. I wouldn't it. say it's the best in terms of combat. I still think um, seven for me was my favorite in terms of combat, but I think mm -hmm. nine is my favorite in terms of story and characters and world. And yeah. I think like because I remember when before nine came out, there was a big push. They'd always talk about what the new thing is for their battle system. I remember eight mm -hmm. was like the draw element and i think nine is like the steel element no they mm. were talking bit, but i never really got jived with that that well and you it's also steel in eight. no you could do steel yeah. but it was like there was more of a focus in this one from what mm. i remember i might be misremembering yeah. it um but then there's also like the limit breaks are like trances in this which are a little bit more fiddly to get from what yeah I remember. I'm, I'm getting to grips with that like but yeah i'm having a having a good time so far mm. playing it on the switch a lovely place to play it great place uh, to play it. yeah yeah Perfect. yeah just uh yeah, a TikTok and clip came up on my feed a couple of days ago of somebody that uh, was in that bit where the uh, Tomberries are, mm -hmm. and three of them showed up at once, and she was like, "Just defend, defend, run!" Like, and it, it really <laughs> it put that seed of like, "Oh, maybe I'll play Final Fantasy IX. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am getting worried now that I am gonna want to play it again. Mm. I played it about six times, I think, but like, yeah. well, you got a considerable amount of time off coming soon, so. Yeah. Yeah, but Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, uh, Starfield is also coming. <laughs> Skyrim so. space time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have you been doing, Dale? Uh, what have I been doing? Oh, um, just a little quick one on this. Um, after I finished AEW, I got the platy on that, like I said. And I was like, I looked through my list. And I was like, what else is like, could I get a platy on before this baby arrives? And uh, I saw <laughs> Dead Island 2 sitting right there and I dived back in. And... I really like Dead Island 2 and I feel like it kind of came and went really quickly but mm -hmm. I like there's not many games that I like these days that I just dip into and just play a mission here or there I like kind of like right I'm all in on this game now I'm all in on this game and Dead Island 2 feels like the perfect game you can just dive in and just bash some zombies for a bit and when you're a high level character it's so much more fun than the start of the game is. I also and, think it's pretty good. I think it's a little yeah, bit underrated. Yeah. I do. I definitely think it's underrated. Like I do think it has the problem of the first few hours. Like understandably, you're so low leveled, and your weapons are so like underpowered, mm -hmm. and it just feels like you're endlessly swinging around a piece of wood, at a zombie. But with where I'm playing it now, where it where the the systems are, you know, like swing a massive sword, chop the leg off, then just shoot them directly in the head as soon as they're down. Then move into the next one and dive out the way and then do a drop kick in this one. And it feels so much more fun. And yeah, yeah, I just had a great time going back and fin finishing up all the missions that I had I, left I over. doubt, I, I've got it on my backlog to go back to, but I was in that, yeah, I was still only like two, three hours and I never got broke through that phase of yeah. just having mm. a piece of wood or an axe to Some throw around. Some of the around, cool so. custom weapons a little bit later on are really interesting. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I just want to shout out because I do think, it. yeah, like you said, it kind of came people were like oh this is all right actually despite mm. all the development how and then people forgot about it within a second mm -hmm. and um i think i think it's good fun it's uh it's cool the systems are about like the idea of zombies being celebrities right so it allows mm. you to like write stories about the most interesting one because they can be somebody that you've heard of yeah, yeah. and that like uh, that explains why they have a named character and why they'd be like interesting to be in a an environment mm -hmm. uh, and it 
it I never appreciated that from any of the coverage. I mean, I knew that it was in LA and there were celebrities there, but I never really understood until I was in the world, like how say, that feature works. Yeah, there's a, a majority of them are not named, but like there's a lot that are, and they're usually tied to like cyclists or sometimes it's even like lock boxes and stuff it's just like oh dave the postman you have to find him to get his key and he'll be around there somewhere you've just got to find his spawn and stuff and like but then they, yeah they usually have like silly backstories attached to him but it's so like mm-hmm. non such a nonsense game but like just a really like fun time to play I it remember one where i was just in like some somebody's studio and it was really clear just from the stuff around that they were like a streamer or something yeah yes, and that, yeah, that was just yeah. cool like it was like environmental storytelling of like oh yeah. i've just gone into a streamer house and that's who this person is that owns it and that, speak- that stuff's really great speaking of environmental storytelling it's also the game that has uh in massive spray paint fuck oceans written on the <laughs> wall at which one is, point so which is a big down uh a thumbs down on that game because we all know you gotta respect the sea and the ocean yeah but uh, Yes, but respect it with fear. So fuck it. I think that's. I think that's the same sentiment. I don't know. I don't know if we should be encouraging that sort of behaviour. <laughs> um, well, who knows? Uh, Matt, what else have you been up to? What else have I done? Uh, so I have checked out something that like has got a little bit of a lineage of Into the Breach. If you've ever played that before, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's pretty. Banging. That was a pretty good game. I like that feeling of. Uh, enemies being something that you can move around and manipulate in order for them to do damage to each other. And so this this game is called Shogun Showdown, which just got released. Uh, it's like Into the Breach, but on, the, on just one plane. So you're on just a little 2D plane. You grab new moves every little every turn and you inflict that damage and you have to figure out where you're going to stand. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. Um mm-hmm. I really loved it to begin with. I think it's cool and worth checking out, but it is maybe like a seven by the time you finish it. Yeah, okay. Not enough for Is it a roguelike? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm intrigued because Into the Breach is is very good. It like is. Said, yeah. I'm not sure. I'd give Into the Breach a 10. Oh, um, there we go. He said it. He mm. said it. He's done it. Um, yeah, I might, I might check this out because, yeah, I'm... To be fair, I never finished Into the Breach, so maybe I should just go back and it's replay worth it. Into the Breach. Um, you should yeah. uh, do it, like, all of the characters, like, all of the different, like, types that you can get with unlocking coins add something really, like, unique to your playthrough. So mm-hmm. even just finishing it is, like, I don't know, that's a tenth of it. Because it's, nice. yeah, it rocks. Well, there we go. We should, uh, this yeah, is go play Into a, the Breach instead breach. as well. Yeah, let's play Into the Breach. Uh, what else have I been doing? I have watched a TV series called Jury Duty. Um, I'm so you guys excited. heard of this? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm going to Google it now. Okay. Um, so, I think it came out a couple of months ago, but you can watch this on Amazon Prime <sighs> over here on their freebie uh, sub channel, which means you just have to watch like a 30 second advert during the show. I got very excited when I saw it said a reality show. Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought okay. this was so, going to be a drama. <laughs> let me tell you. No, let me tell you. This is. An eight-episode reality TV show, only half an hour episode, so you can do it all in like four hours, which is what I did. I just watched it all through. Language. This is so the concept. I'm not going to spoil anything apart from this. Still happens in the first ten minutes of this show. So, the concept of the show is there's one man who thinks he's doing jury duty. Everyone else in this court case is an actor. So everyone else on the jury, the judge, the defendant, every single other person is an actor, apart from this one man. Who, who doesn't know this. He just thinks he's doing an actual jury duty okay. uh, thing. And 
One it's of kind the of like in the cast is James Marsden. I was just exactly. looking at the cast. That's, that, so that's the thing I was going to bring up. Everyone is just an actor you've never seen before in your life. They're kind of like part-time actors or like uh, trying to get work actors. I recognise one of a them part- from Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, the, the Parks and Rec thing is really yeah, funny yeah. too because he's clearly supposed to be in it quite a lot more. But the jury duty guy likes Parks and Rec, oh, so no, they've yeah. kind of like put him off to the side <laughs> so that he doesn't notice. <laughs> I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm I've, not a huge Parks and Rec, but. James Marsden is the funny one because he's playing like this elevated version of himself where he's kind of like trying to get out of jury duty and he's trying to be like, I'm James Marsden, what am I doing? And, like, and it's just, it's so funny. Like this show, like it's kind of like a Nathan Fielder, like it's like the rehearsal crossed with like American Vandal. It's got that sort of energy, which it, it's, it's very funny. And do you know what? It's actually just really sweet and good natured. Like at no point are you feeling like this guy's getting stitched up, this is horrible, which a lot of these shows can kind of lean more into, I think. Like mm-hmm. they can almost become pranks on the person. Whereas this is always just like it's always looking at the good side of people and the good side of him and it's just it's really funny, but also ne- you never feel like it's predatory in any way, which I really liked. Like I I can't recommend this show enough. It's called Jury G and I don't want to say much more apart from there's just some really episode five has one of the funniest stretches of like 10 minutes with James Marsden in just like I don't know how like like James I, I, I've never liked James Marsden more in my life I think he's a fine actor <laughs> but in this he's just so good at like being a slightly like like annoying version of himself like you know, like he's like I'm like in the first episode alone, he's like uh, he sees a guy wearing they've planted obviously like a guy wearing Sonic trainers. He's like I was in Sonic, by the way. Like, <laughs> Did he have you um, seen that? So and like, it's funny because the guy this is uh, the the guy who's like not the actor is like oh I heard that was a bad film. Uh, <laughs> Just says it to him. Um, but I don't get like so James Marsden Marsden is playing. Yeah. I am a famous actor, James Marsden, but everyone yeah. else yeah, is yeah. playing. Just, just I'm a black characters. The street. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're characters, and they all have their own stories and all quirks, and some of them are very weird. And you're and the, yeah, this guy, just this like quite sweet guy in the middle, is just like, what's going on here? It's like obviously he has no idea that this is a reality show. He thinks this is all happening, and it has a really good payoff. This at sounds the end as well so good, and I am. It like, is really good. So I'll, I'll get onto a TV show I've just watched in a minute, um, yeah. but I'm definitely going to watch this next. I think. Yeah, I can't rec- I think like everyone can find something to enjoy in this yeah. and yeah it's just very good like i said eight 30 minute episodes as well so mm-hmm. yeah you'll get through it quick yeah check out on i don't know what it's on in the us but over here is yeah freebie yes. which is one of those amazon sub channels <laughs> which is weird yeah. but there you go yeah check out uh what tv have you been watching Dove? uh so i finally finally got around to watching the bear uh on disney plus and um yeah i, I kind of always knew that i should watch it it's one of those yeah. shows where you hear everyone talking. It's like, obviously, I'm probably going to like this. I should watch it. A, a little bit like Succession. I didn't stop mm-hmm. watching Succession until they're in season three. Um, it's just, you know, there, there feels like that massive hurdle of pressing play on the first episode of a show sometimes mm-hmm. for me that I really like. But again, these are like half an hour episodes. But so when I saw that the bear, when I, I said to my <laughs> wife, I was like, we should, apparently this is very good. We should watch it. She always wants to watch a trailer first. We watch the trailer. Okay. She's like, okay, let's watch it. And I saw the episodes of half an hour each and I'm like, oh, this gets me straight in. And uh, <laughs> what, like, what a fantastic show that oh, is. Uh, so and do good. you know what we did? I'm so glad we did is we limited ourselves to watching one episode a night as well. Yeah, so we good. really enjoyed it over like, you know, span of 10 days because we had a couple of days where we didn't watch it. It was so, um, it's so refined, thought out, and it feels like 
every beat of that season was like meticulously planned out for the story that they wanted to tell within this confined season. And I know there's a second season that's out in the US, comes out in the UK like next week or something, but it felt like it could have easily been one season. It felt like a condensed story that could have been a film as well. And I really appreciated like how well it was put together and what an excellent job. They like, there's so many characters in it that mm. I really disliked at the start and grew to like. And I know yeah. that should be, oh, that's just storytelling, right? But I think there's it's a shocking amount do. of shows that don't do yeah. that these days. That don't, mm-hmm. re- they don't have the balls to put characters in you that are saying you hate this, you hate them now, but you're going to grow to love them. Yeah. Um, and most probably of the say things we've that only, you, uh, you hate about those characters are just like they're in the environment in the same way that like uh, like you're entering the environment in the same way that Kami is. Yeah. Where he's all he's the guy that has to prove himself because he like they all think that he's better than them, right? Yeah. Or well, that he I, thinks he is. I'd say right? maybe the audience is more like Sydney, to be honest. Like, because she's mm. coming in like a day one employee. Yeah. But yeah, totally. you're right. Like, yeah. obviously for Kami, but there's so but, many uh, like unanswered elements of what's going on in the first few episodes, and I think it's like people aren't always as brave these days in stories to not just ram it home mm-hmm. like what's happening and i really appreciated the the slow tale of like revealing these character bits like revealing like how kami's ended up in this situation throughout mm-hmm. the entire yeah. season yeah and um the, yeah it was the just thing that- i meant was more like um if they're like if you don't like them it's only because they're like right they're antagonistic an environment- towards exactly. your yeah, yeah, protagonist. the guy yeah, that's yeah. The, you know yeah. the main character yeah um, should probably say we've only got season one in the uk at the moment yeah um, i actually flew to, to america and then immediately flew back and so i've seen yeah, yeah, quite yeah. a lot of uh, season oh, two but, that, yeah. there's probably ways to see it i i've i've held off i think we've got to wait 12 more days uh, yeah. for it to come on disney plus in the uk so i haven't seen season two yet i was i absolutely love season one as well i just wasn't quite sure about how they ended it i was like is that i don't know if that's something the way i wanted it to go like the last like but few it felt minutes like it, but the ending yeah, like it felt like an end into a film. That's for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It felt like okay, we'll put a neat little bow on well, this. I think that's what they. I wouldn't be surprised if they went into it thinking, right? If this end, if we don't get a season two, we've yeah. kind of ended yeah, it I on think a bow. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. it um, works really well as a contained ending, but yeah, it really does allow for. So I, I was worried about how they carry it on, but yeah, from what I've heard, season two just does carry it on to, a, to a, maybe nice. an even higher level at times. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's. Um, I can't. I've done well to avoid all spoilers so far. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I've never been so invested season. in the construction of donuts before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or that beef looks good as well, oh, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, that does look like some good yeah, beef. Yeah, mate. And just great night, like great night is music soundtrack as well. Oh, yeah, when some they ended stuff. it with Radiohead as well. I was, like, I was oh, very yeah. excited. Yeah, I've heard there's some... I've only heard good things about season two. The, my favourite bit in season two, which tiny, tiny little morsel of a spoiler, the <laughs> ending song, you like raise your hands in, in joy and triumph, and it's a Taylor <laughs> Swift song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they managed to make that work. I'm into that. I'm into yeah. that. Nice. Um, Matt, what other uh, indie game have you been playing? This one is so small. Um, so <laughs> I really like the mechanic of um, like uh, inventory management from like Resident Evil Four or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and so games have tried to utilize that a little bit. Like this year, we had Dredge too, which is sort of about that, mm-hmm. and you know some other things too. Um, so this game's called Backpack Battles. It's an auto battler, kind of like, you know, Dota 2 or Chess or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just items that a character happens to have in their backpack that you buy in between rounds. So well, I'm into that. if you buy too many weapons, you'll use too much stamina. Uh, if you buy too much food, then you're not going to do as much attack damage, that sort of thing. You play 10 rounds 
And then if you win at the end, you win. It's just in demo form at the minute. It's very good. Backpack battles. Little, little tiny little treat. Are you playing against the AI or is it online? It's online, yeah. So you're nice. partnering up against people that are in the same round as you but have spec'd their character differently. I'm, I'm intrigued. Mm, I might, I might yeah. get a little... Uh... There's only two characters that you can play as at the minute. When it comes out, I think they're going to have more. But it's it's got enough there that it's a little something. If you like your Dota 2 auto chess, that kind of thing. Not it, massively. I like the idea, but I'm not massively into like the character designs. And yeah, stuff. it's not not rocking. It's a bit it's a bit weeby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else have I been doing? So uh, I don't know. I was going to try and segue into American Gladiators somehow Ooh. from that. There was no way of doing it. I never watched American Gladiators. I watched Gladiators, yes, yeah. the UK one with you know Rhino Wolf. Which was uh, first? Oh, American Gladiators was the first. I just so if you watch this documentary, cool, you'll find out because the UK one's called Gladiators. I thought that yeah. might have been first. It started in '89, the American one, I believe. Um, so I guess they're modifying the ancient Gladiators. That's the whole thing. Like, yeah. So, no, but I never thought yeah. about that before because I thought it was just Gladiators and American yeah. Gladiators. I think like the first yeah. promo was yeah from ancient times <laughs> now in modern <laughs> America, America. The Look Gladiators. Look at this guy in America. Yeah. <laughs> um this is a five part Netflix doc. It's pretty good. It's not groundbreaking stuff. It's enjoyable though. It just tells you the background story of like the original like six or so year run of American Gladiators and on US television, which if you don't know what Gladiators is, oh, it's basically <laughs> these big old jacked up, like mostly on steroids, um <laughs> people um taking on contenders from the public at these weird little like kind of like you know soft plastic riffs on old gladiator games it's like <laughs> like soft play as well yeah. but like but also like you said like like, obviously like, yeah they're like super athletic as well because they had yeah, to yeah, be because yeah. they had to be the indestructible enemy yeah. that people that but people this is fight. like the the unofficial story of it so you hear from all the gladiators and like all the people making the show and like all the weird stuff going on behind the scenes and it's it's, it's entertaining it's you're not gonna you know i didn't know these people i'm sure if you and maybe American or older and watch this show like and you know who these gladiators are like I'd love a UK version yes, give me a UK one with Wolf on it yeah what's Wolf on oh. <laughs> so the um, there's a weird thing like my old if you company, happen to know Wolf can you give us uh, give him the IGN UK well, well, email this is, this is the thing I mean he's so good in brass eye as well um, but that's uh, Wolf power um <laughs> Um, there was this like thing at my old company at a Christmas party. Like this is probably like eight, nine years ago now. But someone started the rumor that Wolf from Gladiators was going to turn up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because like we were, a, it was like a sports um, production company, and there were like people like semi-famous, you know, like presenters and people like that at the party. And someone's like heard Wolf from Gladiators turning up, and it just kind of spread. <laughs> so I mean, like, he was never turning up. <laughs> Has that ever, this happened to me at a house party I was at once. Uh, they, they, not Wolf specifically. They were jet. Like, um, was it Jet? Rhino. Someone had said, like, oh, the boy, the boy from About a Boy is going to be here at this party. <laughs> and we still, it, it, we, who is Nicholas Holt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's so, from around this area where I live as well. So whenever I think about Nicholas Holt now, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, it's the About a Boy boy who didn't show up to the party. <laughs> who was your uh, favourite of the gladiators? Um, I mean... As a young young man, <laughs> it was definitely Jet. <laughs> was it Jet? Yeah. I um, was it? Uh, who was I? <laughs> lightning. I'm trying to think. For, it might have been Lightning. Yeah, I think it was probably Lightning. But I also I liked Rhino because Rhino he was just huge. Yeah, like Rhino was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to take on. I, Rhino. I can't. Un- 
like I don't think we can do en- enough of a sell of how mu- how big Wolf was <laughs> in the yeah, UK yeah. during that period of time. Like he was a proper celebrity. Like really, I never really liked famous. Hunter. Hunter was too swarmy. Yeah, he he liked himself too much. But um, yeah. God, bring uh, I say bring back Gladiator. I felt like they've tried to bring back Gladiator several oh, they times did, and yeah. no one cares. John Fashionu doing the hosting uh, as well. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. The peak was um oh, what's the boxer's name? Um oh, which boxer? Chris Eubank. Gonna... Chris Eubank, no. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um Lennox no. Lewis. <laughs> oh, this is they are bringing Black Gladiators this year. What? With Bradley Walsh and his son oh, presenting what? it. <laughs> and his son. Famed for an yeah. uh, appearance on the IGN UK podcast, Bradley Walsh. Barney One of the referees. Get this, uh, this probably means nothing to you, Matt. Do you know who the main referee is going to be uh, for the show, Dale? No, Mark Clattenburg. What? <laughs> the former football referee. <laughs> what is this? I mean, I'm definitely watching this show. Now. How good is his Gladiators Ready going to be? That's the real question. Gladiators. Ready. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this Netflix stock is kind of fun if you want something again to switch your brain off to. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the tale of American gladiators. I'm looking at these names of gladiators that are coming in. Yeah. Ooh, we've got Bionic. Bionic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Viper, Phantom. These are some good names. Nitro. So Nitro was like the original American one, American oh. gladiator. Um, Saber. Some of these gladiators are... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling. Yeah, some of these. But there we go. We'll make it the podcast art. I mean, like there <laughs> used to be one in the old Just series wolf. called like Predator. You wouldn't call that. You wouldn't have one pull around. And here's Predator. <laughs> like, yeah, the, uh, the time of that's over, isn't it? Yeah, we won't be having that anyway. Uh, I think we've got a couple more things to talk about. <laughs> Dale, what is this? What have you been doing to yourself here? What's this last one? Right. So there's a reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's never um, a good reason. Uh, uh, so um, IGN as if Davis as a company we also own something called Cinefix which um, we yeah, you yeah. know we've probably made some videos for in the past it's mm-hmm. a great uh, movies YouTube channel you should really check out and they have just started a series called Cinefix 100 where they have worked out their favourite 100 films of all time and then they're taking week by week they're going through us picking out a film and then they find mm-hmm. out at the end of the episode what number it is in the charts it's really good fun it's kind of like our version of the rewatchables yeah and uh, they so our host this week spoke about independence day and i thought the chat was really really good i really enjoyed the podcast i recommend checking it out um and they reminded me how much i really do love independence day the first film it's great film yeah like i what i begged my parents to go take me to the cinema to that film i watched it probably a dozen times on a pirate vhs that i had of it i still love it to this day there was a brief moment in this conversation where they mem- they mentioned independence day resurgence and the the sequel that came out and i w- went to see that film and i thought that film was utterly terrible when it came out but it's been i think it's 5 years 6 years since that film came out and out of morbid curiosity, after listening to the Independence Day chat, I was like, maybe I should give that film another shot. Uh, <laughs> so I put it on. And oh boy, it's even worse than I remember it being. Not the resurgence. No. It, was it is a stinker. Independence Day redundance. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like everything about it is just like not compelling in the slightest, even though it's a film about an alien and it's amazing to me the amount of films that are about alien invasions that tend to be really boring 
Like, because it's the most exciting thing that could ever happen to our world, I feel like. There's proof that another species <laughs> yeah. exists out that wasn't born on this planet, and yet, yeah. no. I just found, like, I loved the idea and the concept and design of the aliens in, in Independence Day. And I just think they took everything about that and never really built on it in interesting ways. I never felt like I learned more about their species in interesting ways, and that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted to something a bit more, whereas it just it ended up being... Uh, do you know the big ship they had in the last one? Let's just bring a bigger ship and they're just more of them. Why not? Um, Get Jeff Goldblum to go, oh no. Yeah. Oh, and uh, <laughs> like, it's really like epitomised to, to me when there's that school bus of children that uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad is having to drive through the desert towards the end of the film. It just makes no sense why they're there and <laughs> what they're doing. And uh, yeah, it's a st- I just want to, I wanted to say I watched it again the other night and it's still a stinker. Okay, so watch Independence Day and forget they have yeah, a legacy yeah. is, is the rule. Fantastic. Matt, you've been playing a game I have actually heard of, which mm. I've been told is very good. It is. What have you been doing? If you, I don't have a Steam Deck, but I've had this described to me as like an absolute Steam Deck milestone. It's called Dave the Diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially a game about doing some diving as a guy named Dave. So Ooh. you will go underwater, you'll be go catching some fish, go getting some items and equipment. But all of that stuff will also be helping you run a sushi restaurant. Uh, so it's a little <laughs> bit like by day, by night. So right. you catch the things to be able to sell it, and then you sell stuff to be able to get equipment to be better at diving. All of it feeds into each other. Um, and I think that like everything's like really good like both modes work really differently but are still interesting um you can like design the sushi restaurant in such a way that like you can like make it look and customize and create it how you want uh you can design your menu in such a way that people are like happier or they spend more money that kind of thing um and the like diving stuff's really cool like you can uh, get equipment to be able to dive longer or like have stuff that will hurt fish further away or do like poison damage or stuff like that too all really cool the thing that is actually worth recommending this for is the quality of the animation for cutscenes. like they really really put put the whole foot in they like they just <laughs> go for it uh in a way that is like unnecessarily detailed mm-hmm. uh completely worth it just for that I have been wanting to check it out. I was kind of waiting. I don't know. They haven't announced anything about a Switch release, but it looks like a good Switch game. Like you said, mm-hmm. the Steam Deck is good. Like, yeah. It I is don't know. A, I might like, hold off until that. Yeah. If it's a thing. I think it'd be a perfect Switch game. But yeah, I, yeah I've yeah, been p- playing it on PC uh, and I can feel that like, uh, this would be better to just kind of pick up rather than mm-hmm. dedicate the amount of time if you're actually sat in a chair doing it. Um, yeah. I also want to point out for a brief period on our review... There was a hashtag in the description that said Dale the driver instead mm. of Dave the diver. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, that now I will always remember this game. <laughs> there, there we go. So if you can mod. Uh, <laughs> Dale the driver. Yes, yep. please. All get him in a cough Dave shirt. To Dale. <laughs> uh, get him in a cough shirt like he's wearing now. Yeah. Uh, which is actually relevant because the last thing I'm going to talk about is football manager, Ooh. but not any football manager. Um, I've been playing Football Manager 23 for a while now, but, you know, I wanted to switch up a little bit. So I downloaded, um, if you're into Football Manager, you probably know about the Mad Scientist. He's a man who makes databases for the game uh, each year. And this year, it's he's basically 
brought the whole database from Championship Manager 98-99 into Football Manager 23. So I started a new save as Spurs in the year 1998. And the first thing I did was to... sell Sol Campbell to Real Madrid <laughs> at 30 million. Uh, so see you later. And I've managed to rebuild. And you know what? Isn't hindsight the most beautiful thing in the oh, world? Yeah. Because I can go buy an 18-year-old Ronaldinho for four million. <laughs> I can go buy a 21-year-old Andrei Shevchenko for seven million. Michael Owen? He's worth a lot, mate. He's Is worth he? like thirty million. He's like he's nineteen, eighteen in this, and he's he's already you know top scoring. In the he's league. like the most like Zidane, maybe the most expensive. Uh, Rivaldo, player. I think, oh, is maybe right. the most okay. at the start. Lilian Turam is a lot as well. Did you see they so originally when you wrote this? I thought because I saw some of my friends talking about this. Somebody has um, remade like Championship Manager like ninety five, ninety six, just the actual like traditional oh, UI and that. stuff. And I yeah. saw some of my friends playing that, and I, but I didn't realise you just took the database and put it in the modern one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I've done, yeah. So my team now is like, I'm just going to write, if anyone wants a bit of football nostalgia uh, for you, uh, my team's currently like, I've got Shea Given in goal. Right. I've got, um, who have I got a right back? I've got Belletti. I've got uh, a centre-back partnership of Roque Jr. <laughs> and um, who, who's my other centre-back? Oh. Wasn't Sol Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I know uh, I've got Kaka Kaladze as backup, oh. but who's my best centre back? Oh, Ivan Cordoba. Can uh, I guess it is your left stuff. back Graham Lasso? <laughs> no, it's Atiasen, oh, okay. um, a long forgotten Brazilian left back. Um, then I've got a midfield of Van Bommel and Balak. Oh, nice. Uh, attackers of Simao. Um, <laughs> I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> Simao, Ronaldinho, and still David Ginola. Oh, uh, nice. On the left, because of course, and then up front, Andre Shevchenko with an eighteen-year-old Jean Caru. So you just completely—is this your first season? You completely gutted your squad. I'm having the second season. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I sold <laughs> Colin Calderwood and everyone like that. Like you can go like I feel, I do feel bad selling Justin Edinburgh for like two grand because he's sadly passed away, but has to be done. I do have seventeen-year-old Ledley King and Peter Crouch in the under-18s though waiting to come through. <laughs> How are they in the database at that point? Wow. Well, I think I they've add, I think they've added some extras as well to make. But it football more. manager always has like you know sixteen year olds in yeah, in yeah. the database. So yeah, I think isn't it like the fourteen and fifteen year olds they're like generated at that point, right? Yeah. But- well, there is yeah. They've made some. So there's like 14-year-old Iron Robin waiting to come through. I'm like, <laughs> might sign him up as soon as I can. Uh, but yeah, when? I'm having a good time. I'm already kind of like close to winning the league, which is ridiculous. If you knew Spurs in 98, yeah. we were like 14th, like basically trying to stay up. So like trying to, yeah, to be finishing second this soon is pretty ridiculous. But I'm having a good time. Yeah. Check that out if you want something new for your football manager. Download uh, the Mad Scientists 98-99 mod. There you go. Um, well, let's play a little game of ourselves because I know Dale's been wanting to play this one for a little time. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Inside. It's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? It's time to play the IMDB actor game. I know Dale 
wants to play this one. He's never played it. He's listened before. He wants to give it a go. Are you aware of this one, Matt? It's where I have eight actors here, very famous actors. Um, they'll have a number from one to eight. So you take turns at picking those random numbers, see which actors you get. And you have to tell me what their four most well-known four films are uh, on yeah. IMDb. Yeah. I have listened. I love this one because it's never the one It's you never the one you think it is. <laughs> but the last um, time, I, I always find, um, I don't know why, but I always find Matt quite frustrating at this game when I listen to it. And I'm like, because I'm the audience and, and I know the I say this Matt now. Perslow or Matt Jones? Perslow. Because uh, okay. I, I, I know, um, I know oh, this inevitably saying this right now means it will happen to me right but i yeah, have been yeah. the audience screaming the answer yeah, to some just any yeah, movie yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so you just go blank sometimes. it's the pressure yeah, it's the pressure gets and do you know what i'm running out of attitudes we may have done one or two of these before but you guys won't remember yeah. what that directors is a, is a good one as well like it is a good one yeah we could do that more often i suppose but we've got eight actors and actresses here um dales because you've been looking forward so much you can pick the number first you get a point for each one you get right and the other person does get a chance for a steal for a point if you don't get all four, which getting all four is a, is a tough thing to do, yeah, let yeah. me tell you. So is it, anyway, out, is it one to ten, is it? One to eight. Sorry, one we've got eight. eight to choose from. Let's go for eight. Oh, he's gone for eight. You've got Anna Darmas. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Uh, Blade Runner, 2049. That is a point. He's got a point. Um, knives Out. That is a point. Ooh. Uh, fuck, what's the name of the Bond film that she's in? It's the one I'm trying to think of. Yeah. I can't actually remember. I could, I could never remember that. I would never be able to tell you what that was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it No Time to Die? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that your answer? Yeah. Because I can't That is think correct. Of that's three points. Oh, Damn my it. God. Is he going to go straight in with a four out of four? So I'm struggling to think of other films she's, yeah. she's in. I know she was, she was quite famous in like different markets right as well so i'm wondering if one of them but the only other film i can think of oh fuck i don't think i remember the name was that one she was in with keanu reeves when it was like her and her mate that break into his house what so, uh, there's there's some it's not a good film uh, <laughs> why is it called like i want to say like knock knock or something oh. it is called not oh there we go is that your answer yeah it's got to be because i can't think of another film it's not that one oh. um do you do have a chance for a steal, Matt? I can't you, can... even think of another movie that she's been in. Yeah. Really? Sorry. Yeah. So the other film she was in, in so it's three points to Dale, is um, a film I watched last year, which was I thought was borderline abhorrent, and it is Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe Oh, I've not seen it. Yes. Yeah. I should have um, thought of that, to be fair. She, she, fair enough, not her fault. I think she's quite good, but don't know what that film is trying to do. Uh, but there we go. Three points to Dale, though. Solid start. Um, that's Anadarmas Gone, number eight. So... What else are we going for, Matt? Number four, please. You can have number four, which is... Don't hear much from him these days. But, oh, biggest star in the world at one point, you'd say. Mr. Jim Carrey. Ooh. Can I have have Liar Liar? Sorry, just let me load up the page quickly. (laughs) Uh, You can have Liar Liar, but it won't get you a point, I'm afraid. Uh, Can I have Dumb and Dumber? (laughs) You can, but it won't get you a point. Oh, what? The Mask. That's you can. You've got a point with the mask. And maybe Sonic. Oh, no. Uh, so that's just one point. So you kind of do hear from a... him these days, actually, thinking about Sonic. Yeah, but when's the last time he made a good film? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so what... there's a lot of options here to choose from. So what was it? What did Matt get? He got the mask and... He got the mask. And, then and Sonic wasn't yeah, on it? Okay. Um, Sonic wasn't. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That 
is there yeah. for a steal? Oh, I should be thinking way more IMDb. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other two options you could have had: Bruce Almighty mm. and Ace Ventura: Pet Detectives. Nice. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Four one to Dale after two, but still plenty to play for. Yeah, so, not his what best number film, do you though. want? Man on the Moon is his best film, by the way. I don't know if it's his best oh, film, I do. but I do love it. Yeah, so Eternal Sunshine is his best film. Yeah, uh, too bleak, too bleak. <laughs> if I want to cross, I'll stick that on. Uh, right, four and eight are taken, but more options. Um, for let's go the other end. One. He's gone with number one, Mister Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Um, so Die Hard. Sorry, you're one step ahead. I know. I should have these tabs lined up. Die Hard. One. <laughs> you're just going Die Hard. Yeah. Okay, that's a point for Die Hard. I, I wouldn't die be surprised. Hard. I don't know why I said it like that. I wouldn't die be surprised hard. if like Die Hard with Avengers on there as well. But I'm not going to say it just yet. Um, the Sixth Sense. That is that. there for a second. Uh, Two points. Die Hard and sick, the sixth sense. The fifth element. Not there. Uh, Armageddon. Not no, there. So two points. Matt, you got to steal. Unbreakable. No, it's not there, no. sadly. I'm sorry. Your other two options were... A little film called Pulp Fiction. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably And <laughs> the other one, which I would have surprised if anyone had guessed, because to be fair, it's kind of a cheat. It's a TV series, Moonlighting. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> but it's not a film, so I'm sorry. That's kind yeah. of me. Uh, uh, is it my fault? No. Yeah, it's it's, yeah it's the game. Uh, can I have yeah. two, please? Cardi? You can. You can have Miss Sandra Bullock. Uh, Miss Congeniality. You can have a point. Yes. Um, Demolition Man? Oh, that's no, a good sadly. Uh, sadly not. Love that film. Uh, God. The Intern. <laughs> sadly <laughs> not. Um, Devil Wears Prada. Is she in that? Sad. I'm thinking uh... of... Uh, um, basically, someone else. Yeah, I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless she, I haven't actually seen the Rose Prada, but I don't think she's in it. But no, sadly, that is that is one point. Matt. Um, um, oh, I've got the got... movie that you're going to pick now. Well, <laughs> I want to. heart wants to say Speed, but I'm going to say The Blind Side. You should have said Speed because oh, <laughs> The Blind Side is not there. <laughs> um, so it's six. Or Gravity is Gravity on there. Gravity, Speed, and The Proposal. Oh, okay. Is that with Ryan Reynolds? I think that is one of those ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. White cover, then both standing there. Yeah, you've yeah, seen I mean, that film a hundred times. Every, yeah, every poster <laughs> from 2000 to 2009 was what two people in on my a white brain, background, wasn't it? I've confused her with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is in Devil's oh, well, Rider. Yeah. Um, still, still, it's only four. You're like the Dark Knight Rises, Stella Catwoman. Uh, also, that was the, the film that was in my brain. So, yeah, two identical uh, people in my in where I've stored them. Four down, four left to go. You've got three, five, six, or seven. seven. Take three. Oh, sorry, I thought it was me. It's, it's Dale. Yeah, it's me. Oh, it's me. Oh, seven. Yeah, nice. No, no, well, save three for me. Is Dale. he gonna take? Oh, is he gonna nah, do nah, it? Nah, nah, seven, seven, seven. Mark. Warburg. Oh, um, Boogie Nights. Indeed, of course. Mm-hmm. His arguably, no, no, I was going to say arguably is only good from that's that's on fair there's at least two other good films. <laughs> the other guys. No. Ooh. Hmm. I feel like one of his Transformer ones will be there, and I don't. 
I think the last <laughs> night was one, one of them. I think the last night was one of them. Uh, that's not there. Fuck. He got one more shot. Um, Get that stealing brain thinking, Matt. I've for got, the mark. I've got my one locked in. I'm just starting to struggle now. I think I'm completely blanking on Mark Wahlberg films. Oh, balls. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass. I literally, mine has gone blank. Oh, hey, unfortunate. Cardi, is it Ted? Ted ah. is on there. <laughs> yeah, a point each there. So that's. Do you know what? I was no trying to think walls. of other comedy films. I knew he'd done a few comedies around that era. So, oh, I mean, you didn't say The Departed, yeah. which I wouldn't know. It's fantastic. I mean, I love that film, but I would have never thought about it as Mark Wahlberg's film. No, I know he, he's obviously he a main part. Every scene, he sort of steals yeah. it. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and The Fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was all right. Uh, but there we go. Seven three. But crucially, Matt has two goes left. Rosedale has one. So you got. Do you want three I'd now? I love three. <laughs> oh, it's sad for me to say because genuinely sad when he passed. But Robin Williams. I wondered whether or not Robin Williams were on this list of all the celebrities. Oh, uh, can I have Good Morning Vietnam? Oh, you can for a point. Thank you. Uh, can I have? <laughs> Uh, is it one hour photo? Oh, it is one hour photo. Head. You can have that one. Uh, Patch Adams. No, uh, sadly. man. And then, God, this one's tough. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. There we go. Three points. I'll take three. There's one more left for the steal. Jumanji. Sadly, not. Oh, it is what? the film he won an Oscar for, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah. oh fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he did win the Oscar. This for happens him. a lot in this game where you're just like, there's the most obvious film that yeah. you just completely skip in your brain. I'm sure I just need to check now he won the Oscar for that because I think so. Yeah, it did. Cool. Um, that's that's tightened things up. It's seven six oh. and only one left each to pick. It's a big choice here. Yeah, because I reckon one of these. Will play. I don't know. I'm just the two very different performers here. Okay. Five or six. Which are you going for? Six. I feel like that's the better choice for okay. Dale. Right. Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rocky. Uh, just let me load up the page. But I imagine <laughs> Rocky <laughs> would be there. Rocky is there. It'd be like um, one. It, it'd be an upset on par with some of the Rocky movies if it wasn't Rocky. <laughs> uh, it's. The first Rambo is not called Rambo, right? it's called First Blood, isn't it? So that, It is called First Blood. Yeah. Are, you going, are you going for that? Yeah. Not getting any points. What? <laughs> um, cliffhanger. You're not getting any oh, points. Oh, fuck's sake. Right, okay, I need to be serious now. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's taking it easy before. Now he's really getting into that I'm worrying that the mindset. films I like and I think of are not the ones that are going to be in his list, but I have to say Demolition Man. It's not oh, there, for I'm God's afraid. sake. Second entry of Demolition get... Man. In the, in the... <laughs> is, is he going to get a steal? Um, oh, it's left my brain. Uh, the Expendables. It's not there. It's going to be so like Rocky other... 3, 4, Creed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's literally Rocky 3, 4 and Creed. Oh, okay. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only boxing films, yeah. I'm afraid. Okay, that means it's 8, 6, so mm-hmm. Matt. You need at least two, two points and no to steal. yourselves yeah, in. No steals, and you don't even have a choice because you've been left with. Who do you think you've been left with? <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you've been left with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay. Right. I think I could do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I have Legally Blonde, please? You can. That's a point. Can I have Legally Blonde 2? <laughs> you can't. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> 
what other movies has Reese Witherspoon <laughs> been in? <laughs> um, I can think of TV shows. She's mm. done a bunch of them recently. There's a, there's a couple. Is there a Legally Blonde Blonde Three? <laughs> they're making. They're making it. Oh, is that you? <laughs> I've got one. I've got one for a stick. I one. don't think I can do Reese Witherspoon. Apparently, oh, mate, you uh, need to me, come up with one. Give me a little longer. Hang on. I'll give you. So we'll give you. A, we'll give you a few mm. seconds because it's all on the line. You know, you need one more to tie it. Um, get one more to tie it and then let me get the steel. Come on. It's the narrative. This is, this is terrifying. <laughs> it's the whole point is I've come up with a movie and I can't I come do up know. with a well, movie. For me anyway, like obviously very famous actress, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could name you probably five films and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's got if you'd like to email in what movies <laughs> is this movie <laughs> I don't know what movies Reese Witherspoon has been in. You have to pass then. Yeah, yeah we passing. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, Dell wants to steal, so I'll let him steal anyway. Walk, what are you going with? Walk the line. That is one yeah. of them. Wow. The is it got like big little lies and um, it the, hasn't the morning show and shit? So like the that. other two were Election. Have you seen that? Oh, Very I good love film. Election. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and Wild. Oh, okay, yeah, that was Wild. good. I like that. Uh, but there we go. Good game. 9-7 to Dale. Well, well contested. Yeah. Uh, just good, good stuff. I like good, that game. Good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, let's do it with directors because I want to play. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, now I want to see some, uh, some feedback. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com is where you can send your feedback. We recently put out the call for anyone who uh, has maybe had something filmed where they grew up or where they live, some weird stuff that they've noticed. And I think we got a couple of pieces uh, first up, who have we got, Matt? We've got one from Daniel Colkin, who says, Hi team, long-time listener and first time emailing in. Your discussion about things filmed near you. I suddenly remember this niche moment. I'm in the northwest of England. You find Lanc- uh, Lancaster, not Lancashire, which Lancaster is in Lancashire, is it? Must mm-hmm. be upset half the country. Um you find Lancaster, where I grew up and live. Now imagine my surprise when I watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and suddenly a now-defunct bar shows up from my local town. It's named Oscars. This bar is featured in a blink-and-miss-it stock footage establishing shot. Uh, a weird moment on a great show. This episode is Season 8, Episode 8, Charlie Rules the World. I know, the bar was actually shut due to an incident with liquid <laughs> nitrogen in the drinks. It sounds like a scheme from It's Always Sunny. Respect the sea and don't drink liquid nitrogen. If you take anything away from this podcast, it is that you will, I think, asphyxiate. Yeah, so. do not drink liquid nitrogen. Yep. That seems a good reason to shut down a bar if mm. they're making people consume liquid nitrogen. Yep. Um, yeah, it's weird when you see just things you notice pop up out of nowhere, isn't it? So I, I've actually been to the outside of Paddy's Pub, the actual bar in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. when me and Rory were at E3 and we had a spare day. We were like, we are going to, because it's in LA. Yeah, it's not in Philadelphia. It's not in Philadelphia. And we're like, we are going to, because we knew it was there. So we got in an Uber and we drove that. And it's right in the middle of like an industrial estate. It's really weird, but it was cool to see it. And this one is weird that they, obviously they just went on a stock footage, yeah. like repository or something and just found bar, right? And just grabbed yeah. it. But yeah, weird that it was a bar in Lancaster. That's yeah. There we go. 
Uh, I've got one here from John Summerfield who says, Hi guys, long time, many time. On the subject of filming in our local towns, I've always lived in West Yorkshire, which has made watching Secret Invasion quite <laughs> difficult in many scenes. Watching Nick Fury and Talos run through the underbelly of communist Moscow has been repeatedly met with, that's definitely in Halifax, <laughs> or that's Leeds down near the train station by me and my girlfriend. Distracting to say the least, especially seeing Samuel Jackson creeping around an alleyway, I'm pretty sure I had a drunken piss in decades ago. Do you know what, John? I've probably had a, a piss, a drunken piss in that same alleyway when I was Ooh. at Union Leeds. But wow. it is weird, isn't it, when yeah they try and make the North of England look like communist Moscow. <laughs> well, they did it with, um, like, they shot a load of the Batman in Liverpool, right? And you can, yeah, if yeah. you definitely know what you're looking for, you can see elements of Liverpool. I mean, right? I can see good reason why you couldn't go and film in Moscow at the moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I saw The Flash with the RKG boys and mm. some of it is very clearly filmed in like Liverpool Street. Mm. And there's a bit yeah. where all of the cast go into a bar and I'm tapping Krupa on the shoulder. I'm like, that's Flight Club. They're just hanging out in the darts bar. That's in. Yeah. It was very weird. Well, don't get me started on Liverpool Street because uh, on this week's Secret Invasion, there uh, there's a scene in Liverpool Street <laughs> and the, the announcer on the speaker, because I had the subtitles on, um, said, and the train going towards Teddington and Vauxhall will leave shortly. And I'm like, you can't get a train to there from <laughs> Liverpool Street. This is ridiculous. They walk past the exact platform that my train normally goes from as well, which is So if you want to stalk but then, Simon Cardi, you can show uh, it to don't, They did a reverse shot from her by the Delice de France like, pastry shop. Then they did the reverse shot on the other side, and somehow she was on the platform. I'm like, that is not how this station works. You haven't even You're not- tapped in. I know, this is ridiculous. Do you remember um, when uh, you could clearly see it was Canary Wharf in, uh, what was it, in Rogue One? as in a Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah, it? I love yeah, that. The, yeah, the tube station. <laughs> well, I was watching, I've been re-watching Andor, and it is quite clear that half of it is just shot at the barbecue. Yeah, it, it, it works. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, um, yeah, I love things like that. Liverpool Street's been in loads of things. Mission Impossible 1, mm-hmm. famously. Remember when they uh, were shooting Mission Impossible right outside our office? Yeah, yeah. For Fallout. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. It would have been uh, funny if you'd have gotten like a news scoop from that. You were able to look outside and be like, oh, this character's going to die. Right? Well, we, all we could see was the security and big black vehicles going into yeah. like a thing. But I don't even but know how we found we- out. But. Uh, I think we just asked people and they're like, oh, yeah, it's the Mission Impossible. And then like a couple months later when it was coming out, we had Simon Pegg in the studio and we were like pointed down. He's like, oh, you guys were filming down there. And he was like, oh, were we? I didn't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just would have. If it's the scene, I'm pretty sure he was in. It was like um, an underground construction site, wasn't mm, it? Yeah, I'm That's pretty it. sure it was the scene with like... Um, I don't know the one. I don't know. Why are we talking about this too much? <laughs> he probably um, shot that on the stage. Anyway, right. One last email. Uh, this is from uh, Matthew Wiley, and he says, uh, After your discussion about bad key art for games and movies, I was reminded of four that are fairly awful. The first is for Ico. Is it Ico? Ico? Yeah. Ico. Uh, first for it Ico. Ico, but we're yeah. from England. Yeah. Uh, which had a great European box, but the North American cover looked like a poster for a low-budget third sequel to an '80s fantasy film that only aired as the Disney Channel, only aired as a Disney Channel original film. It's truly that awful. Uh, the second is a box art for Resident Evil 6, a shite game with shite box art. It's hard to make a purple background with a giant number six seem even remotely interesting. This doesn't take into account that this is. Though that this is a box out in which a six looks like a woman performing a sexual act on a giraffe. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. I We've, definitely feel like I've seen that before, but I need to just double check. Wait, that. wait. <laughs> that, that, that is the, something I remember. It definitely looks like yeah. uh, 
yeah, a giraffe having a It's good mad time. considering that game had like it was like it was like the Avengers of Resident Evil in terms of like pulling all the cast together and they didn't even mm-hmm. bother putting them on the box at Um It's yeah, just <laughs> like a big purple six, that'll do. It does look like a giraffe getting uh Related. <laughs> uh, right. I spoke uh, to some people at Capcom at the time, and they were like, "You can talk about the giraffe all you want. We're okay with that." But... Uh, the single worst poster I've ever seen, though, has to be for X Men: First Class, a great film that you can tell Fox had no faith in at all after the Last Stand's Last Stand and Origins. Why? Because someone decided the best way to promote a new X-Men film was to have the silhouettes of Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen have the incredibly talented James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender's face digitally imposed onto their crotches. I remember let's these. Look at this. They're just, they're just, or, they're just, they're just bad. They're just like, oh, let's put a little bit of a fade around some faces and put them on a silhouette. <laughs> they're just so bad. That is very peculiar yes google (laughs) google that audience um again michael fassbender is in ian mckellen's crotch and this is the legitimate (laughs) poster a truly bizarre decision that i still can't understand 12 years later as always the podcast is great stay safe and respect the sea do respect the sea um yeah ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com we're always up for Stories of local areas and bad posters. They're bad, aren't they? They're just bad. They're just like someone has put literally 30 seconds yeah. into that and gone, that'll do, wouldn't it? Also, it's pretty good, actually. I know we're talking about making Wolf the cover art for this podcast, but I feel like, yeah, yeah it should be this now. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I well, like I think Wolf. for the exit music, we can do the Gladiators theme. That's oh, it's got to be the go. Gladiators yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listeners, are you ready? Dale and Matt, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I expected everyone to just go, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's just go away and come back next week and we've got some interesting things to talk about. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. God, I need to open a window. It's fucking so hot in here. Right, toodles. You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy. But how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something 
about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to tune into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.